Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. On today's program, we look at organising workers in the garment industry in two different Asian countries, Indonesia and Cambodia. Although these workers are effectively doing the same job, their local issues are very different and bring about different methods of organising. Consistently around the world, garment workers are predominantly women, very poor women. It's a highly unorganised sector which forces wages even lower. But there are some unions that are organising in this sector and often their organising is met with fierce repression as we'll see later in the program when we look at Cambodia. Right now though, we're going to start with Indonesia and I speak with Jumasi, a union organiser in an export processing zone about three hours northeast of Jakarta. Jumasi starts this discussion by introducing herself and her organisation. And partway through the interview, Diane Trisnanti, another organiser in the same union, supports Jumasi with some translations. Both of the interviews for today's program were conducted over Skype. As you can imagine, internet connections in developing countries aren't always great, and I apologise in advance for the audio quality of these two stories. Here's Jumasi. My name is Jumisi. I'm a chairperson of FBLP. FBLP is the Interfactory Labor Federation uh, or Federasi Buruh Lintas Public. I'm a member of Perempuan Mahardika and Pelangi Mahardika too. What are the major issues facing the people that work in the garment industry in uh, you're in the export processing zone where you organize. Now uh, we organize women workers, and main issue is about sexual harassment and maternity leave. And um, what kind of um, campaigning or support do you provide to the women workers when they complain to you about sexual harassment? Uh, so first we. We united the women workers to to learn together uh, and how they can to stop it in the workplace. And then we use a newsletter to or to organize them uh, and. We talk about sexual harassment in uh, media social, uh, social media, and uh, we also uh, use movie too. That's right. You made a documentary. Uh, is that right? Saat ini kita sedang membuat film. Nowadays we have uh, made a documentary film about sexual harassment at workplace. The film is talk about uh, how we ask um, the female workers to talk about their sexual harassment experience and how to fight against sexual harassment. Uh, now uh, we start to filming uh, the picture of our female workers who experience uh, sexual harassment and 
uh, we together also make an alliance uh, to fight against sexual harassment. Uh, with the program is uh, uh, like a warm warning uh, warning post uh, that is uh, installed in at workplaces. And in addition to organising women workers, I understand you do a little bit also around LGBTI workers in those factories. Yeah, uh, kami memulai uh, dari awal pembangunan ETLP, kami sudah bertemu dengan... Uh, when we start uh, organising our trade union, ABLP, uh, uh, at the beginning, we organize uh, LGBT workers. But uh, legally, uh, FELP organize and build the community of uh, LGBT workers uh, start in uh, 2013. Yes, 2013. And we uh, work together with uh, Mahatika Women. Uh, it's a women organization to organize and campaigning uh, LGBT workers in Bundut and Nusantara Zone. Is the um, issue of LGBTI workers, is that a big issue in Indonesia? Uh, nowadays, we struggle uh, for LGBT workers so that uh, LGBT workers uh, are not discriminated by the state or the country. Indonesia is a um, Muslim-dominated country. Does the issue of religion come up much in relation to, to LGBTI workers? Isu agama saat ini sih tidak, tetapi negara saat ini sedang melakukan upaya untuk membuat LGBT ini semakin terpinggirkan dengan uh, nowadays, uh, now, uh, from the religion people, is not, um, yes, they fight against LGBT, but uh, not really come up. Um, the biggest attack is to, the biggest attack to LGBT uh, is from the government itself because the government uh, demand LGBT people uh, to Supreme Court uh, that the LGBT can be criminalized uh, and punished for punished in jail for five years. So if you are LGBT, you can be punished for five years. And now um, the demand from the government still in the Supreme Court. And so you are um, organizing workers to oppose these laws. What kind of actions do you take? Uh, yang pertama adalah penguatan terhadap uh, teman-teman di internal pelangi Mahardika, penguatan kesadaran, uh, pemahaman. First, uh, we strengthen the LGBT, the LGBT people, LGBT workers, so that they are not afraid of this act. And second, we try to organize public uh, people so to support uh, LGBT community uh, to fight against this law. So that if there is uh, something happen to us, uh, to LGBT workers, we are ready to face it. Is there a big risk to 
organised as LGBTI workers given the laws that exist that can put you in prison for six years just for being a gay or lesbian person in Indonesia? Kalau saat ini resikonya adalah uh, dicemooh oleh teman-teman dari serikat buruh lain atau dalam masyarakat pastinya uh, apa masyarakat yang anti The factories that your union organizes are mostly garment factories. Why is it that there are a number of gay and lesbian um, workers in those particular factories? Why isn't it that other unions also organize LGBTI workers in their factories? Rata-rata tiap pabrik ada LGBT. In every factory, uh, in that workplace, um, there is, uh, there are LGBT access. And they are access and have rights to join in, to be, to join in trade union, to be active in trade union, so that they have rights. Uh, that is the reason, reason why we organize LGBT. Uh, and that's why we uh, we believe that uh, we have responsibility to organize LGBT LGBT workers because there are access and uh, nowadays none of uh, trade union who protect them or who organize them and also defend their rights. And as um, as LGBT people, as they have rights to defend their rights as LGBT, not only as workers. The LGBTI movement across the world has developed very significantly in recent years. We've seen a number of countries change the laws to allow gays and lesbians to marry one another. Do you think that day is coming for Indonesians? Kalau untuk saat ini sih belum mungkin ya, tapi menuju ke sana iya. Menurutku yang lebih penting sekarang ini adalah keberadaan kita. Uh, nowadays, uh, for same-sex marriage is uh, uh, not possible yet in Indonesia. Maybe uh, next next time or next years. Uh, now the most important thing is uh, how the government, how the how our comrades, the activists, and also the people admit that uh, we are exist, that LGBT exist, and have rights, uh, have the same rights. Right with the uh, with other people, um, so so that uh, they are not allowed to be discriminated in or marginalized in the society. And are you um, connecting internationally, not just with LGBTI um, social movements, but particularly LGBTI union and labor movements? Yeah, saat ini kita sedang mencoba mengikuti. Uh, apa agenda we now start to have a link with FNB and we attend the conference about uh, LGBT workers and also with IIRE in Amsterdam uh, so not 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 many we just 
uh, start and we will be like and to have a link with more uh, trade union or organization that support LGBT. Well, comrades, thank you so much for your time on the program today. Maybe as a last question, I could say, what do you think it will take to win rights for LGBTI workers in Indonesia? Saat ini ada di pikiranku sih, secara internal Pelangi Mahardika dikuatkan. Yang kedua adalah penguatan terhadap organisasi LGBT di Indonesia. Um, now, um, to, to win the rights of LGBT, uh, I think the most important thing is to build and strengthen um, our community, LGBT community, uh, Mahardika Rainbow. Uh, that's the first. And the second, strengthen the uh, LGBT movement in Indonesia, uh, uh, LGBT organizations in Indonesia, and third, the two yeah, most important thing, um, also campaign and uh, networking maybe in international level. Uh, we think we need uh, internal support uh, from international uh, to fight against the suit of uh, uh, government and also on the intellectual academy academician and intellectual people from universities who should suit us in uh, Supreme Court so that the LGBT can be criminalized and in jail uh, for five years. I think we really need your uh, support in international level. That was Jumasi, assisted by Diane discussing organising LGBTI workers in the Indonesian garment industry. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. Cambodia's government is engaged in a serious anti-union offensive and earlier this year introduced the infamous new trade union law. These new laws impose a range of restrictions on unions, including minimum numbers required to even form a union and a government right to deregister a union at will. Negotiations have commenced for a national minimum wage in the garment sector. This sector-wide negotiation came about following public and international outrage at the government's handling of a minimum wage strike in Cambodia in 2014. During this strike, the government arrested 23 workers and four people were shot dead. The Minister for Labor has issued a warning to unions that if they strike, workers will be arrested, raising concerns that we might have a repeat of the repression seen in 2014. To discuss the situation in Cambodia, Sunyet Yon is a trade union activist based there and she used to be an organiser in two different industries. One was food, beverage and entertainment, and at that time, Sinyat organised karaoke singers in nightclubs. And then she organised workers in the garment industry. Sinyat, having grown frustrated with male-dominated garment sector unions, is trying to set up a women's union in that industry. Here's Sinyat.
this new law is uh, draft by um, government it's related to uh, government especially ministry of labor was draft and it was passed recently in last few months and this law is really strict to the freedom of association and trade union rights and also the worker right because it many many point uh, disappointed by the trade union stakeholders especially like what i mentioned is in the past when we follow the cambodian labor law it's it said um it eight people in workplace who can set up and form the unions and if we look at the ILO convention 80 887 and 98 is is not restrict any number and Cambodian government already ratified for that convention that they they accept um any employee or workers that can uh, have their right to form and join unions. So it it doesn't mention that any figure or number that specific to to get form and uh, register. But for this law, it have to be specific at least ten people for the membership of the union. So with this figure of number that we uh, able to set up the union also register in the workplace. And also many other concerns related to the, like they have to restrict about the financial, they have to restrict about the freedom of the, the strike as well. And uh, there is a current round of negotiations for the minimum wage of workers in the garment sector. Is this an annual round of negotiations? Yeah, it was the annual round of negotiations start from uh, July. The very first call for all party stakeholders to uh, come for the first meeting and then in August, there we separate the meeting with the employer or with the workers, rep or unions. And in September, they will come together in in this uh, stage and they have uh, a committee called LAC, is Labor Advisory Committee. And this involved by the uh, 14 are from the government and also uh, seven people from employer representative and seven were, seven were uh, involved by worker representative. Does every sector have these negotiations for minimum wage or is it just for the garment workers? No, just garment, garment industry and it it doesn't have like this in the past three years. It it just have uh, 
for last two years after the big violence again worker when they went on strike and protest after that uh, there is a lot of uh, intervention from the global uh, and international uh, stakeholder to push to have this so right now the only garment industry who have annual weight uh, negotiation but the other sector it doesn't have in this country yet with IGC. Um, yeah, here in Cambodia is the majority of the uh, population for garment worker is the females is 90% are female. And as far as I knew, the decision making is not representing the female need, especially in Labor Advisory Committee, only only one or two women in in LSC, and these two women still keep silent. So I think it has to be improved on this. All is must not dominate by men anymore because 90% of the garment industry are female. And what female needs, I think male never understand. And some of uh, union leaders, a male union leader said, the members not vote for the female because they think they don't have enough capacity to, to be leadership. but. It's just, it just the way they try to address that. Um, they don't take power over for the female leadership, but it's just like nicely way to say because the member are not support the female, but how it can work if the man not understand what they want and what they need. So that's why every time, every year, when the wage negotiation is about only wage, how they understand the needs. Because many women workers said, when the wage increase, the other thing around them will increase as well. So it's not really necessary to get the wage increase, but to make sure that the sustainability of the other thing and also provide better benefit to workers, like I mentioned, accommodation, transportation, and electricity and food. And in the plans, we will set up the new union that lead by female and male could be membership, but we think that the majority of the members are females. Majority of the workers are female. So females have to lead the unions and females have to make decisions and only female who understand what is the female needs. So we would form the new unions that lead by female and we only recruit female leadership and the male could be activists and also member. This is the idea that uh, what I'm thinking. 
And have you shared your idea with activists and comrades and have people been supporting you? I have been discussed with a uh, few factories, uh, workers. So some of them really support that idea and some of them still thinking that they don't have enough capacity to do that. And I have tried to uh, encourage them and also try to build capacity for this female because it's time to improve that leadership have to take by female, not male anymore. And with the new trade union law that you have to have a minimum number of workers before you can form a union, how are you going to manage that with the other trade unions that already exist in the garment industry? Uh, in our strategy, we focus on the factory who has no union inside the factory. This is um, the the priority that we would set up the union there. But if they, on, they already have union, so we think that we don't want to compete and fighting each other among unions. That was Sinya Yon and before her, Jumasi, supported by Deanne Trisnati. The women I spoke to today are organisers in the garment industry in their respective countries of Cambodia and Indonesia. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. 3cr.org.au and that's the digit 3 not spelt out in letters go to the accent of women page and follow the links to this week's show thanks for tuning into the program i'm giselle hannah and i look forward to your company again next week